another CornerCast podcast. Um, I don't know if some of you might be able to tell my voice is a little rough. Uh, I definitely got sick after Comic-Con. It took a couple of days, but after nine hours or eight hours on a plane, recycled air, shaking hands at Comic-Con, it just... And then I worked like the very next day. I think I slept in as much as I could and then worked like a 12 hour day. So um, it kicked my ass and I really had no voice last Thursday. Actually, my voice was starting to go at Comic-Con. So our plans to do a face to face uh, podcast with Toyshiz didn't work out, but we've been talking, trying to find dates um, that work. So that's that's coming up Uh if any of you followed both of us, you would notice that my pictures and his pictures a lot of times were from the same angle and we were sharing things so that I can go to one and he can go to the other. So it was really nice to have somebody um, at the show to kind of hang out with and talk toys and um, all that. And it, I, I, I can't say enough good things about the guy. Um, so it was really good to just kind of hang out with uh, Toy Shiz. We talked to... Junior was there. We hung out with Junior for a little while. We saw all the guys from Hasbro and Mattel and from Diamonds. So we saw Randy and NECA and Zach at Diamond and Dwight and uh, Sam and uh, John at Hasbro, uh, among others. And it, it was it was a good trip to kind of catch up with everybody. Um, and I think anybody that's been listening to the podcast knows that a lot of stuff that's been going on recently for us as a site and has been around figuring out what our niche is, figuring out what our goals are. So over the next few weeks, starting today, uh, we did one-on-one -on -one interviews with the Hasbro teams. So it was really nice to just kind of have a couple minutes to talk to them after their panels, which was great. Thank you guys again for arranging that. Um, you know, it's it's hard because, and I don't think this is any, this is not on a personal level, but I always find talking to John Warden uh, about Transformers is always kind of exciting and fun and we can just BS um, a little bit and kind of pick his brain and talk to him about what's coming up in the line and there's a level of secrecy, a level of, you know, wait and see for a lot of their products, but it's not at the level that you see with Marvel or Star Wars. I know a lot of people were disappointed um, that basically nothing really got big, got revealed uh, at the show. The diorama was amazing, um, but the the really superposable Luke is coming. Um, to go with the Vader. Uh, we got to see the model, the 3D model of the uh, Dagobah training Luke, but not like a real figure there. Uh, didn't announce anything new for vintage, didn't really announce anything new for uh, retro. They talked about the Galaxy Adventures, I think that's what they're called, and their new kind of five inch line that are geared towards younger collectors. Remind me a little bit about the Disney toy box figures with that kind of look and and feel um, the designs of like the the limbs and things. Um, sorry, I'm, I got to drink water. You can hear my voice starting to go down and down and down. 
So, um, excuse me. Uh, so I know a lot of people were disappointed and, uh, yak face forums ran an article this week about, so you went to Comic-Con and, and you're really disappointed in Star Wars reveals and they rightfully so talked about all the finds in, I know my lips are smacking and it's just, it's really hard to get my voice going lately. Um, so uh, they were talking about all the reveals that kind of came out secondhand. And that was one of the questions that we talked about a little bit with some of the teams about how those lists get leaked and how they pick their code names and things like that. We didn't get anything out of it, but uh, it was... So getting back to talking to John Warden about Transformers, it's a lot easier for us to kind of maneuver that conversation. Whereas with Marvel and Star Wars, I mean, Marvel revealed a lot but, of course, without having any movie announcements, they couldn't announce any of the actual lines that they would be doing. Like, is Shang-Chi getting his own wave? Um, what are they going to do with the Doctor Strange? You know, is Black Widow going to get it? So, you know, we don't know where all the movie lines are going to fit in to the plans for next year. And we probably won't know much until Toy Fair um, or... Uh, even after that, in some ways, possibly. I don't know if the level of secrecy is going to be the same at this point for phase, um, geez, phase four um, of Marvel. So, so, so <laughs> getting back to it. So San Diego was really busy. So over the next three weeks, you're going to be hearing interviews with each of the teams. Uh, we decided to break it up and kind of space it out because we like to use these as podcasts. They're really good conversations with the teams. Uh, we think they're worth it. They're kind of fit into our format with an intro on what's going on and then um, a little bit of interview. So these next few weeks might be a little bit shorter. We got about 15 minutes with each of the teams uh, and I'll try to do my normal kind of update what's going on um, with the site and what we got. Like right now I'm sitting here looking at a table that has the Iron Spider and... Um, Iron Man 2-pack, the Peggy Carter and Steve 2-pack. I've got a Silver Samurai. I've got a Colossus and a Juggernaut on the table. Um, I've got Poison Ivy, thanks to DJ. Hey, DJ. Hope I'm not blowing out your speakers again. Um, so uh, he found it for us. We found him uh, Soundwave. So we, we all work together, and, and Jesse's doing stuff with us. So, um, so that's what's going on with us, I guess you could say. Um, there hasn't been, I, I, I admit like I should plan this a little bit better every year after Comic-Con. I usually need a week break and you'll notice that I did. I took about a week off. I'm, I'm posting all the, uh, booth pictures now. Um, I think NECA and Mezco went up today, Diamond and, um, Mattel will go up probably tomorrow along with the podcast. Um, and we're just going to keep going that way. So we'll have the interviews. We'll have the rest of the booth pictures. There's not much left um, as far as booth pictures go. We've got Mattel. We're going to do our Marvel Legends uh, with the Marvel Legends podcast. Um, it's not like there's anything in the booth that you didn't already see. Let's put it that way. So if you follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, you've seen all the pictures from the booth. We put up pretty much everything we saw and we'll be pacing those out um, over the next few weeks, a couple of the close-ups of some of the figures, 
to give you a better look at them. Um, but they kind of, I don't know, it kind of works better to kind of have them within the podcast so you can see the stuff that we're talking about when we do it. Um, so that's the next three weeks. Uh, Twishes is going to do a podcast with us. Pharaoh's going to do a podcast with us. Um, Bill and I have been talking a lot back and forth in texts and, and stuff while we're looking for stuff. So we'll probably talk because, you know, phase four of the Marvel universe, um, we, we just couldn't stop talking about it the other day. So, uh, we'll see. I, I don't know who's going to be on. I know Pharaoh's coming. On, I know Twitch is coming on the next weeks after these interviews. And then, um, this guy's limit. Aqua's working on her stuff for, uh, New York Comic Con. If the costume that she's been showing off is the one, I think it's going to look incredible. I can't wait to see how it actually comes out. Maybe um, I know she's going to be talking to us about stuff. She went to the Connecticut conventions. Um, so I kind of want to hear about that and her prep and her excitement for New York Comic Con. And I think over the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking about the McFarlane. There's some pictures floating around of the DC figures that are coming. If, if they are what, what they say they're going to be, I mean, they look really good as long as everything kind of costs out. And I know that those sheets that they send out uh, to retailers that, you know, we got to peek at, um, talk about, you know, those things can change depending on that. I know some of the Harry Potter stuff has changed. We saw some of the production things uh, from McFarlane at the show. So we'll see how those come out. Uh, what else? We've got all these new Marvel Legends. We've got new DC figures. Mike's from Mike's Comics and stuff in the mail right now coming this week to us. Uh, early next week will be the Nightwing wave. I know it's Ninja Batman wave, but for me, it's the Nightwing Starfire wave. So I'm really excited about that to get those figures in hand. Uh, we talked to some other people um, at Comic-Con. We had some discussions with Mattel, which was great. And seeing people face-to-face, we were texting back and forth with some of the designers, um, box art people. So that was nice. So I don't know. San Diego is always a mixed bag. This year, we didn't do as much entertainment. I got to meet Ralph Macchio and was right next to, um, yeah, I know, uh, William Zapka. That's Billy Zapka. Um, Johnny Lawrence from the uh, Karate Kid. Got to see them. We got to sit down and talk with the Impractical Jokers. That's a great thing that's up on YouTube right now. Um, what else did we do? I don't know. We, we were so busy with toy stuff, we really didn't get to do a lot of the entertainment stuff, which in some ways sucked. Um, and in other ways, I think it was all that we could really uh, handle or all I could handle on my, on my own. Um, we were at the panel. I was at the panel with Toy Shiz for Toys That Made Us. We're really excited about that. Um, looking at season three and then the movies that made us uh, around Christmas time, which I'm super psyched about to kind of learn about those movies. It was uh, Home Alone. God. Uh, Home Alone, Die Hard. Um, now I can't remember what the other two movies were. Home Alone and Die Hard and Ghostbusters. And there's one more. I don't think it was Caddyshack, but it was maybe, I don't know. But it, it's those four movies that looks really good on Netflix. We're really excited about that. That We we live stream the trailer. Um, live stream of the Marvel Legends panel is up. Yeah, I know. I'm all over the place. I don't really have... Um, a really clear 
like thing I want to talk about this week. It's kind of just like a San Diego dump um, of all the info. So I, it was smooth. I will say this. It was one of the smoothest San Diego's minus the plane flights. Um, we had a really good time. We went to some fun parties. Uh, we saw some really fun people. We saw some really cool things. And I, that's, I mean, that's it. You know, I've really spent the last week sleeping off the cold and whatever it is I got, the sore throat. I watched the last season of Supergirl. I got through The Boys uh, on Amazon and Orange is the New Black watched the final season. So I, I finished all of those this weekend. So that should tell you, like, I didn't do anything. It was just me sleeping off in NyQuil comas, um, just trying to get through the week. So that was our, that was my week. That was kind of what, what I've been up to. And I'm kind of excited to get back into the swing of things and start writing a little bit and, and figuring out, I think that was, so if I guess anything was, that was what really came out of, um, going to this Comic-Con, which was, what are we doing? Um, you know, we've talked about, I've talked about being burnt out. Bill has talked about being burnt out. We, we've, we've talked about that. I think we've had Brian on from the fanboy factor and talking about burning out on doing things. And I think walking through the show floor and running into all these toy guys doing all these different toy websites. And I'm not going to call anybody out specifically because they're not here to defend themselves. But um, I talked to, you know, half a dozen or so. And we've been doing it a long time or we've known each other a long time. There are people that you would know if I mentioned their names. And, you know, if you're not doing bullshit YouTube videos... Um, you know, 15 minutes on an action figure. I know I'm sitting here talking 15 minutes, but I mean, that's what a podcast is supposed to be. And I guess maybe that's what a YouTube channel is supposed to be about, but I don't know. I don't like looking at people's hands constantly when they're doing their reviews. They try to be clever with quips and, and stuff. And, you know, it, it bothers me as much as all the stupid reality shows that are on TV. And, you know, maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's, you know, it's that thing when you've been doing the work for so long, you, you look at other people and how they do things. And, and there's a changing of the guard, um, at some of the press events, uh, Instagram photographers were at press events this year, which was something that was new and people in the room were kind of upset about it. Um, but they're artists. So I, I can kind of respect that. Um, I don't know. I've never really been for like the improv stuff and the um, putting on a character, you know, to do a YouTube thing. I figure you're you. You should. That's who you should be. And it's not wrestling. It's not. You're not. You know. You're not trying to put yourself over. I don't know. Um, so I don't know what what the future is. I think I think that's what came out of it. It was either you're you're doing these kind of videos that are kind of in some. I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, kiss ass and and um, not a lot to say. And they're getting a lot of hits and that's fine. 
Uh, but there's other people that are putting in time and they're, and they're doing different kinds of work and it can get frustrating. And there's so much of us, there's so many of us that like trying to make it through the noise. It's not enough to kind of do good work. It's not enough to do consistent work or, or, or to have that authority or to, to have been the authority for a while. Um, or in that position of in the know or in the, in the circle. And it's, it's really hard to figure out what, who you are. And I know I keep going back to it and I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure singers feel the same way. I listen to a lot of stand up comedy podcasts and I hear a lot of the same sentiments where you're like, I had these moments in the hotel room where it was like, what the hell am I doing here? Um, why am I in this hotel room? Why did I spend all this money? Why am I eating all this takeout? Why am I doing this for relatively minimal returns? I mean, I couldn't definitely couldn't quit my day job to do this. So what am I doing it for? Why am I doing it? And I, and I think it's, it's practice, right? Because I started off this part of the podcast thinking to myself, it's 11 o'clock on a Wednesday night. And how am I going to carry this through? Like, what am I going to say? Is my voice going to hold out? And not really knowing what to do with this. And I, and looking at the thing and saying, oh, God, it's only been a minute. I, I'm running out of things to say. And now I'm looking at the thing and I'm, I'm at 18 minutes. I think it's repetition. It's practice. So it's kind of like I got to keep plugging along. And even though I took that last week off, I, I mean, I know I took the week before off because I was at the show and it really want to run a podcast and watch it kind of get swallowed up by things. So I knew I was, wasn't going to do one for Comic-Con at the show, but I was hoping to do one as soon as I got back, which would have been this one. And I, like I said, I didn't have a voice, but I also needed that break um, to kind of evaluate things. And thinking about publishing this today, tomorrow, but when you hear it, it'll be today. Um I couldn't let it, it felt wrong not to have it. So it'll, it'll be up by midnight. <laughs> I'm going to figure out somehow to get this up and, and done. Uh, Cause I have a rather busy day tomorrow, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I can drop this in and edit it and just throw it up there real quick. Um, if I get some stuff done early enough and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going to keep going. I think that's the thing. It's like, I'm going to keep going no matter what. I don't know what this is going to be. And we're still trying to figure out what the site should look like. So that's why it's loading a little slow. We need a new server. Our contract's up at the end of the year. So we're going to be looking at options for that and how we can afford that and do that. And I want to do a GoFundMe, but it didn't kind of work out and I'm, thinking about selling my comic book collection I should just spend a whole podcast by myself talking about going through the comic book collection and thinking about selling it that's a whole nother conversation um and still continuing to shop for stuff that's the nutty part so that that's a whole nother conversation um so I'm going to keep plugging along so I guess what I'm saying is I hope that you follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're at Caster's Corner um, with K's, with two K's. 
and we are on Stitcher and Google Play and Apple iTunes. Please download the podcast, share it, write a review, rate it, something. We need good numbers so we can start getting advertisers. Um, it would be nice to get money from it, but it still feels good to have the outlet. And I think that's what Jesse's looking for. I think that's what DJ wants. I think that's what Bill wants. I think that's what everybody that we work with wants is they enjoy the outlet and the access, but it's really hard to keep it going, uh, especially when you're on your own. So I hope you follow us on all those things. Please support us. We've seen some really good um, numbers increases on all our social media, so that's been great. And maybe if I start getting rid of things, maybe I'll just start giving away on the site. Maybe I'll do a weekly giveaway. To anybody that subscribes to the podcast um, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'd like to do some more live videos there. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess that's it. I don't, I can ramble on for another half hour probably the way I'm feeling. <laughs> but um, I will just let it be. So remember to follow us on all social media on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We are at Caster's Corner. Please remember to uh, like, rate, and review and share our podcast, podcast on Google Play, on Stitcher, and on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcast app. And remember to support our sponsor, Mike's Comics and stuff. We have a lot of stuff coming. We've got uh, the DC Wave. We've got the Hulk Wolverine 2-pack. We've got the Alex Ross Thor um we've got x-men retro wave coming from him juggernaut and colossus we've got so much stuff oh we've got lewis and uh or Luis and no it is lewis and ghost two-pack coming from mike's comics and stuff so please head over there there's a lot of new mezco stuff coming out if you need it you can get it from him at good prices good shipping really good customer service uh we've got some big things coming from mike's so we're really excited about that so please remember to support our sponsor um so without further ado this is me and john warden at sd sdcc san diego comic-con 2019 talking about unicron the biggest thing in the case um and the transformers line and hi to ryan at emmy review if your dad lets you hear this i don't know uh, but you asked some good questions that we worked into our interview. So thank you for the help with that. We're always love. We always give love to him. You review and little geeks. So check them out too. So without further ado, it's me. It's John Warden at San Diego Comic-Con talking about Transformers. hear what they have to say about Transformers and, and really just be around a bunch of other uh, fans, not just the Transformers, but just like lots of cool stuff that we all love, right? Yeah, no, it's been great. Yesterday um, was wicked busy. I Yeah, no, they packed <laughs> everything into like two days. I know, For us, right? like all of our appointments are today and all the panels we're doing are today yeah. and yesterday. So it's been insane. And I got nothing on Saturday. So it's kind of like this weird, yeah, this is yeah, different. Yeah, yeah it's so wild. You guys did a lot of show and tell with the development of Unicron. We're standing next to Unicron. Right. Um, what was that like for you to see this kind of come to life um, and kind of develop since you've been working on this for so long? It's been an incredibly long process. We've been we've been working on this for, God, almost two years. Uh, well, definitely over a year. <laughs> um, 
but the, the early stage development, it, it, it took, there was a lot that went into this thing. I mean, we have a whole group of people over, um, the, the experts at Takara Tomi were working on this thing, trying to figure it out there's multiple levels of test models that were created. Um, to watch something like this take shape, really, uh, it's a dream come true. You know, I, as, a, as a little kid, watching, crying when Optimus Prime died, and then we thinking about a character like Unicron, like, it's not, it's not one of those things you'd ever think you'd ever see in your lifetime. No. Not just because it's uh, big, but also because it's, um, there's something so crazy and implausible about, you know, an evil god transformer that's, that's able to devour worlds. Um, but... You know, with a platform like Haslab and the support of the fans, we're like, we're we've we've got backers, and we've got this this thing this thing can happen. And then, so the, to see something, it was just like a pipe dream over the course of two years, like start to take shape. Everyone starts starting to believe in it, uh, and now we see it physically here, and uh, it's it's bigger than we could have ever imagined. You know, and and. Um, all the pieces are so intricately done, and it's incredibly satisfying. You know, it's a—it's almost like sharpening a knife. We just—we kept going through it again and again and again, looking at all the details, trying to figure out all the steps so that it would uh, trans so it would convert smoothly. Um, thinking about the the base, how the base is going to work, um, the big character, because um, it has to self-support its weight. Like right. a lot of people are wondering, like, does it need the base? in robot mode and, and it, it absolutely doesn't like it's you can pose out the character uh, you can do a lot of other cool poses with the base and it does help to convert it one way you can you can kind of use the base as you convert it otherwise mm -hmm. it's it's you know it's a very heavy toy it's, mm -hmm. it's just very difficult to do um, just from the sheer weight of it um, but no it's a lot went into it and it's just satisfying to see it um, almost take shape so like I would have Honestly, I would have imagined something like this in the 80s. You know, thinking about the flag, yeah. like thinking about the big stuff. And yeah, yeah, we yeah. see a lot of companies going smaller lately. Yeah. Um, Hasbro, with HasLab, you guys have gone bigger. Um, and it's been supported so far. I mean, oh, the yeah, board's yeah, got supported. Great. You guys have had a great response. Um, so what's it like to like think about something like this big? Is it is it modular when it transforms? Like, do you do a leg? Do you do, or is it like a typical transformer where it's kind of like all inclusive? Like, you do all the steps together. Well, I mean, it, there's a. It's about 50 steps. Okay. You know, so so a lot of the Titan characters have less steps because they're just physically bigger. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, weight and physics that go into it. Mm -hmm. Material science that you have to think about. Um, how the pieces are going to lattice together or shift and move around each other. What made Unicron so difficult, and Kunihiro touched upon this in the panel yesterday, is that physical size and weight, combined with the fact it has to turn into a perfect sphere. Yeah. So that they, there's, no, there's no place to hide parts. So all the hiding has to do inside the sphere. And if anything like had to shift or change or something had to grow, the whole sphere has to grow um, incrementally. So you can't like... Miss, you can't make it, you know, bigger in one dimension because it'll become egg-shaped. <laughs> right. So it'd be, right. it's become uh, a really interesting puzzle to try to, to try to do. And the other thing too is, all of the planet surfaces, um, they have, to, they, they kind of open up like petals, and they're able to fold into each other, almost like a origami. The only thing you have to take off is the ring. That you kind of take that off, yeah. you reposition it, you attach it to his wings, but. The sphere itself, uh, it's super intricate the way it, it, it converts. So what came first? The idea to do Unicron this size or Siege? Uh, Siege came first. Um, 
And we got such a great response from Siege. Uh, War for Cybertron really gave us the wings to try new things, you know, and, and, and really it's fans believing in us. We were able to, we, we listened to the fans coming out of Power of the Primes and, and, um, and they wanted more articulation, they wanted scale accuracy, and we wanted to kind of set the bar again with the idea that these guys are on Cybertron, they're, they're in the beginning of the Civil War. Uh, it gave us license to do lots of different um, alt forms. And then when we saw it picking up momentum, like, man, we really, we've all wanted to do Unicron for a long time. Like, and not just me, but like, you know, marketing, sales, right. engineering, we've been talking about it. Because uh, we're all big fans ourselves. And War for Cybertron really gave us the platform to do it. And, and really, HasLab is a great platform, the idea of crowdfunding something like this, because there's no way something like this could make it to a brick and mortar store. It has mm -hmm. to be shipped directly because of it's a huge sphere, you know, that it's it's gonna have custom packaging and stuff like that. So this is like just the perfect time to do it. Um, what's it been like for for Siege? Like so you've done so many G1 inspired things. Um, is that gonna continue? Um, and how far out because we saw it as like the Titans kind of as all these different um, stories have unfolded over the last almost decade now, kind of yeah, looking yeah. at it. Um, you dipped into like other sections where Beast Wars was a part of Titans in some ways and we've seen that kind of so this seems Siege is all G1 for the most part right so how does that morph um, to help other fans uh, of different eras well I mean uh, we we try we we try to we're very much story first we try to think about even though it's a toy line and we do have an awesome uh, Netflix series on the way. Um, we try to think about when you're playing with a toy, like what is the, what is the story? So having them be G1 based on Cybertron made sense this time in the story, but we've also given us license to, because to, it is kind of a retelling of a classic story, but we've integrated elements into it, like you know Barricade, um, uh, the uh, Cybertron or the uh, Unicron trilogy, Optimus Prime is in there. Right. There's like there's we've got some other stuff in the horizon that's gonna you know attract different generations. But right now, like G1 is sort of the focus. But I just want to say it is a trilogy. We've got uh, lots of other you know cool anniversaries and and certainly events like this remind us that our fan base and the multiverse is incredibly broad. And um, I think it just comes down to. What is the right story to tell, and what are the best product execution to tell that story? What's it like for you as working on the line and going? So we did a Jazz, or we did an Optimus last year, or we did maybe something that wasn't like top. I'm trying to think of the right word that isn't like a A list, but maybe like B list, and then go back another year later and redo it again and see people just as excited <laughs> about it, like. Most of the time, I, I usually go, well, I bought another Optimus Prime, but I don't have as many qualms buying another Optimus Prime as I would with buying another Batman. Yeah, so what's yeah, it yeah. like for you watching a line like that or a property like that kind of just be as welcoming by the fans, even though they have 20 of them at home? It's incredibly satisfying, you know, and it's great to have a partner in Takara Tomy because they feel the same way. Like, they're, they're never satisfied with even the best. They continue to push themselves uh, to try to think of new ways, new ways to make it, you know, more accurate or try something different with the, the, tra the transformation. And um, we just keep pushing each other. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if fans know this, but I, I actually used to work on G.I. Joe before right, yeah. I worked on Transformers. Yeah. 
And we used to put out a Snake Eyes figure like every couple years. And it, it, to me, it just gives you a, a reason and a license to, to kind of build on. Because, you know, as a designer and an artist, I'm always trying to push myself to get better. And um, it's exciting, you know. And, and you're right. These characters are like our, our uh, you know, Luke Skywalker and, and Captain America. They're, they're, they mean something to people. Right. And if you can continue to do uh, versions that are relevant and cool and you know, desirable for fans, like they're gonna they're gonna want to continue to refresh their shelf, and I think that's what it's all about. How do you go about taking a look at a character that might have been goofy in a past? Yeah. <laughs> that's my then, favorite challenge. And then make him cool, or make it really interesting, and make it go, oh yeah, I didn't need that, but I'm really happy I bought that. Oh my god, that's 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 the best thing in the world to do. Like you think about a guy like a character like Cog, like Cog is just like terrible parts former from back in the day but um, being able to, to take something that uh, was like a forgotten character you know it's like a throwaway and make something beautiful out of it it's incredibly satisfying you know and, and that's the best one of the best things about working on a brand like Transformers is there there are tons of characters like that like the, like the uh, the ape face great yeah, example right. like such a such a random character but in concept, uh, it's an incredible idea, you know, and, and being able to, to really make that happen in Voyager scale is, is really, really cool. Um, so I have a question. I have a reader question. Sure. Uh, nine-year-old from Long Island, Ryan, wants to know how many, how do you decide how many you're going to put out in a year and how many toys do you think they're going to give for Transformers? Like in 2019, how many do you guys have like mapped out to give us? Well, that's a really intelligent question. Thank you. <laughs> From a nine-year-old, really? Yeah. He's wow. a big Transformers fan. Future, uh, future business leader. Yeah. So it's actually a lot of it is based. Um, you know, I'm I'm a designer, so I I am involved with aesthetics and uh, function and material science. But really, um, as a manager, I'm in charge of trying to understand. Um, who are the right characters? What is the balance? And I work with you know Ben Montano. He's, he's around here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and, and we try to figure out what is the right mix of characters against our tooling budget. We're given like a tooling allotment, you know, and we can use that tooling how we want, and that affords us you know a certain number of deluxe, certain number of Voyager. And we might be able to have you know the the number of deluxes might grow or change depending on how the business model changes. So we we kind of fix on the number of characters, how many tools we have, how many new characters, retools or redecos we have. We try to spread that out in a way that's going to keep people excited and engaged. Um, and, and, what, and then we think about what characters fit into that model. Uh, and if somebody gets pushed out, then we maybe push them into the next year and we kind of change the story. Like, to be honest, I'm already working on, I mean, 2020 is already done pretty much. I'm already working on 2021, thinking about 2022. So there's like, as we think about those those the parts of the future that aren't completely defined yet, and kind of because we're the owners of this franchise, it allows us to kind of move and shift and ebb and flow and be flexible and come to events like this and listen to fans and let us know like whether characters out here that you want and we'll try to make it happen. Now that you've got, well now that Unicron's on the plate. He's on the plate. Is there one Transformer that hasn't been done or has been done but hasn't been done properly that, I know it's hard to answer that, but I, I always ask it like, what's your like one that <laughs> never got it right? 
and you maybe the tooling isn't right or the technology is not there that you really want to see it happen? Oh, that's a really hard question. I mean, there's there's such a rich library of awesome things out there. Yeah, I'm a huge Star Saber fan. Star Saber to me is one of those incredibly brilliant ideas. It was a great toy. Uh, the, his appearance in the Japanese series was really remarkable. Um, I think it's all about how do you do it, when do you do it, how expensive it is. But, you know, we're, we're trying all sorts of new things. Like if you think, look at Omega Supreme over there and the yeah, types of impressive. chances we take. Every time one of these things, or, or Jetfire, you know, or it, every time one of these things proves to be successful and is embraced by the fans, it gives us uh, the ability to try new and different things. And, and, you know, eventually ideas that were once a pipe dream become a reality. And um, that's, I think that's one of the benefits of being able to work on something like Transformers is we're the authors of our own future, and that's just very exciting. So while, you know, I say Star Saber, there's, God, there's probably dozens, dozens of them out there. But I think you're right. I think probably one of my most favorite things is to take kind of like uh, one of those sad, weird Transformers and making it really, really, really cool. So there's there's tons of them out there. A lot of the action masters that don't transform would be really great to yeah, go back yeah. and like figure out like what's that guy's all for. Yeah. Like there's there's lots of lots of cool stuff out there and, and really the sky's the limit. You guys gotta let us know what you want. Any more crossovers coming? Absolutely. Ghostbusters? Well the Ghostbusters is is here at the show. Right. I mean it was a unique moment in time because of the celebration of the thirty fifth anniversary right. of the first film. Um, there's a lot more great anniversaries on the horizon, and it's definitely something we, we hear it loud and clear from fans at an event like San Diego Comic-Con. Like, um, we're, all, we're all geeks in this together, and we all kind of grew up with the same stuff. And, and the beauty about something like Comic-Con is we're all from different generations. Right. So, like, 90s kids had their thing, 2000s kids have their things. Like, um, it's all about trying to think about what's relevant and what makes sense to go with Transformers. Cool. Thank you so much, John. You're very welcome.